Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. I am one of your hosts, Spencer Hall. WDSBS.com and SB Nation, and it's pretty much it. That's all I've done. I haven't really laid down the hot picks like some sports experts. I haven't given you the week-to-week college football analysis that you need in order to stretch your dollar for just entertainment purposes only. Of course, he says, wink, wink, slipping you a betting slip from the OTB door. Yeah, that's me. Actually, that's not me. We're going to do the Sandman. Otis and oh, the Sandman. Go to oh, go God. to sleep on a pile of money. Hey fellas, it's the Sandman here calling from a pontoon boat in Shreveport, Louisiana. I don't usually talk much about the college game, so I appreciate you having me on. I'm more of a professional football gambler, uh, a big money player out here in Shreveport, uh, r- r- racking up huge profits each weekend. You can call my line. It's a 1905 line. Not many people know about those. It's $4.99 a minute for six guaranteed lead pipe locks per weekend of professional football uh you guys in the ncaa football you you got any good draft picks i should know about for next year's games because i'm already laying big money down don't even know next year's pro football schedule yet but i've already got 17 ice cold locks you can call right now on my 807 line for 6.99 a minute guaranteed w's why why are the locks cold because they're that far (laughs) in the future (laughs) <laughs> and there's a I'm, I have big money on this, a, and on the, a sun, the sun hasn't risen on those picks yet I, so they gotta I, be I cold. am shorting the sun I, I am highly confident that the sun is going to run out of heat within the next 24 hours. I, am, I got heat death of the universe. I'm taking heat death of the universe and the points. I got I got the universe outlast, outlasting John Fox by three weeks. 
Listen, if it were that easy to be a winner, everyone would do it. That's why you got to pay the man. That's why he's the Sandman. Why do they call him the Sandman? Because I have as many I, I, I have as many winners as the ocean has grains of sand. Which the ocean does have those, technically. So. Uh, yeah, it touches them. And, it, and you know what the ocean does? It takes the grains, just grabs them all, just like the Sandman grabs winners. Leaves the losers behind. Get on board. Listen, you know what the ocean does? It bounces back. Every day. Every day the ocean bounces back. So if you get a bad pick from the Sandman that you paid seven ninety nine for, well, guess what? Here comes another wave of picks. They'll all be winners. Is it, is it a wave just over under? If you think about it, there's only two <laughs> ways you can be in a wave. I just want, I just want you to say Sam Darnold. Just say Sam Darnold in that voice. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> Can we explain why the hell we just did that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> do we explain things on this show or do we just... Let's try. Okay, Let's well, try. Um, so our uh, Odds Shark, SV Nation's um, gambling partner, uh, they've, been, they've been a partner of ours for a long time, but uh, I'm not sure exactly how to describe it. But our Odds partner, I guess, would be the simplest way. Uh, they've put together a team for the Westgate Super Contest, which is one of the uh, biggest, most competitive, most lucrative NFL picks contests. Might be the, I don't know. Um, and, you know, the team includes, from SB Nation, uh, Matt Ufford, David Fucillo, some other, uh, you know, football personalities, and, like, me, who doesn't even cover the NFL and can't... I looked this up yesterday. I can only name 22 NFL head coaches. Um, but... Somehow I'm tied for first place on Odd Sharks team, and I think I'm in like the top 25 or so overall out of like a thousand actual NFL gamblers. No one knows how this is happening, um, and that's why we call him the Sandman. I'm the Sandman. I don't even know what's happening, and I'm winning. He, co- he comes to you at night. He sprinkles money on your eyes. <laughs> so, so like all I'm doing is just picking huge spreads, like because what NFL team cares about covering a 15 point spread? You get up by eight and you just start punting. Unless you're in the Super Bowl, um, and so and it works, man. It works. You just see a big number and you point at it. Easy, easy and, money. And, easy money. And says this, the same and this, this also meant you had to care about the end of the Chiefs game. Oh, I cared job. a lot. I cared a lot, and it came out just fine. <laughs> Let me put it that way. <laughs> my my daughter my daughter was right next to me, and just, and you know my wife my wife's a Chiefs fan. She's standing there rooting for the Chiefs. And uh, and my daughter is so confused. Like, are we happy the Chiefs are winning by four, or are we sad? And it's like, well, it's complicated. <laughs> then the Chiefs get some bullshit points, and everybody's happy now. Sandman's only lost one huge bet. He really thought that uh, that 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 liver wouldn't grow back for Prometheus. Didn't see that one coming. Great play by the liver. God. Hi, welcome to our welcome to our college football show. They call him the Sandman because, like a pharaoh, he's dead and still ahead of you. That's right. Got all these treasures. You can't have them. Lock me in here with my cats. Treasures are worth four ninety nine a second. <laughs> For just twelve ninety nine a minute, I'll pull your brain through your nose with a magical hook. The Sandman. It's fine. The lions haven't the lions haven't won a Super Bowl since ancient Egypt either. So. It all <laughs> yeah, yeah. So congratulations, Jason, on being not only a college football expert, but evidently an NFL one, too. It's, 
You know what? I refuse to ask for the backstory on why the Sandman has that accent but lives in Shreveport. Well, like, it, I don't want to know. He's in Shreveport. We'll just put it that oh, way. Oh, he's just in He's just in Shreveport. Yeah. Right. He's working off a server, Shreveport. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually, I think he, he's actually, so, he's actually, he's like either in Reno. Actually, not, not, not Reno. Like, it's got to be another town in no, Nevada. Not, not, not Las he Vegas. He in Russia. <laughs> don't try to tra- don't try to trace city. the call i'll ping it all over the world just like aaron Rodgers throwing bombs all over this country I got, i'm releasing a fake news campaign about matthew stafford so that's my hot tip just don't believe anything you see on uh 4chan about matthew stafford in the next 24 hours what is this oh my god Oh, we should start every podcast like this. So, hey, that was uh, Jason Kirk as uh, the Sandman. The Sandman. The surest, the surest <laughs> thing in NFL sports betting. <laughs> the surest thing in NFL sports betting. Remember, succeeding on NFL betting by assuming the worst about the oh, NFL. And if you're if you're bored, um, just go look up who's at the bottom of that list. No, no reason. Just, Don't you, worry about if it. If you go to oddstruck.com, you can find the standings. Just take a look. Just, just I don't know. Might be fun to see who's at the bottom. Who's to say who's there? Probably somebody very competent. And I don't know. I haven't scrolled down that far. <laughs> um, it's a long, it's a long way. Uh, Ryan Nanny joining us from uh, from New York City, who is also the Sandman. <laughs> I'm, I'm the quick, I'm the quick Sandman. I've gotten stuck in my <laughs> life and I can't get out. <laughs> And like, and like and like quicksand, you won't encounter him as often as fictional conceits led you to believe. For four ninety nine a minute, I'll tell you about how sad my life is and how I don't understand how it got this way or what I can do to change. I'm a quicksand man. I'm in Mario two and kind of nowhere else. <laughs> the only gamble is believing in your own promise. I think that uh, oh God, that's that's, <laughs> that's 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 bracing darkness this early in the podcast. I'm really for it. By the way. Things things overestimated by children's literature in terms of importance in the world. Uh, firemen, I mean, firemen are very important, but I'll just say they're overrepresented in boys' literature by far. Quicksand, vagrant children living successfully. Right? Box, you're talking about apparently... boxcar children. Oh, my side of the mountain. Uh, you know, any Huckle, sort of. There's Huckleberry like a thousand... Finn. Sure. Yeah. Sure, where like Huckleberry Finn in the middle of 19th century America, the most dangerous place on the planet, manages to uh, to go down the river just fine, right? Like, oh, we'll just have a raft and everything will work out. I'm here with I'm here with an adult I don't know. That's fine, right? (laughs) A minority in 19th century America that can't go wrong. Nobody will be upset about this. No, and then uh, in addition to that, another thing overrepresented by that. Uh, is monster trucks. I'll tell you, got two boys. Monster trucks and their importance in civil society greatly overestimated by boys' literature. That, But we could change that. Like, quicksand, we can't... I, I don't anticipate we're going to be like, all right, more quicksand. But we could just be like, you know what? All public transit is monster trucks now. You know, if you want to sell it to Red State, that would be the only way to do I'm it. I'm running for mayor of Shreveport. And that's my campaign. Monster truck monorails. <laughs> make libs cry. Make the sip li- sick libs weep. Libs hate these gascos, li- libs, bad boys. The libs are just pooping their pants at the sight of these monster trucks. <laughs> we need more of them. I'm about, to, I'm about to roll coal on this guy on a bike in my public transit. 
That's it. Every single like seat has a button where you can just like <laughs> shoot out a massive <laughs> Just a big old plume. <laughs> Take that cock. Take that Marxists. Uh, yeah. Hi. Yeah. Quick question. How come uh, every time the ticket taker on the monster truck monorail uh, scans my pass, he says lock her up? Don't really know what that's about. Confused. Weird. Uh, by the way, that would make that would make. I, I've never been to the bowl game there. I'd totally go to a bowl game in Shreveport if they had monster hey, truck public transit. Hey, speaking about um, odd reasons to go to uh, various small smallish cities in the South, have you called the Popeyes yet? I just tried at eleven forty-five a.m. today. Um, you would be shocked. The Popeyes buffet in Lafayette, Louisiana, did not answer the phone <laughs> after twenty minutes. <laughs> I think we just got to okay, show so, up. So I don't know. Like on, on the off chance that you're in Lafayette, help help a brother out, okay? And please, uh, just just give me a call and tell me what's up with the Popeyes <laughs> in Lafayette because they're they're not answering their calls. I know it's probably pretty hectic at 10:45 a.m. already with all the all you can eat chicken fans that you've got. But somebody, give me a call back from somebody there. Somebody told me there's a hospital across the street, and I feel like we should be able to call the ho- The hospital definitely <laughs> knows about this buffet, right? They're like, oh yeah, we get a lot of business. It's sort of a one-in, one-out kind of deal. Can you just send Bubba over? Just send him over and see how they're doing. Right? Just help a friend. Go over to the all-you-can-eat chicken buffet that probably generates, I don't know, 30% nah, of the nah, hospital's nah, business. Once right? you like, do that, you lose Bubba. Nope. Now Bubba's over there. <laughs> you got to form a human chain. Hey, buddy, I'm going on break. I'll be back in eight hours. <laughs> See you later. Hey, can you go fetch Rusty? Oh, damn it. We lost Rusty and Bubba now. Yeah, so I tried. So we will the keep saga trying to establish. We will try to establish communication with the last remaining all you need pop buffet. Thank you. That's all I ask. Um, nope. It's week six. Whew. Oh, buddy, we got a couple of land. We got a couple of landmark things in week six already. I will tell you, we are recording this on Wednesday. You probably won't hear it until then, but tonight marks the beginning of odd, off-schedule, off-brand football. On a Wednesday night, we have Arkansas State at a winless Georgia Southern. If if that doesn't spell uh, last scuds of yogurt at the bottom of the container that you're probably still going to eat anyway. Um, you need a new definition of that because because we're here. Should we? And and when we say winless, like there are a lot of ways to go winless. Georgia Southern lost to Auburn forty-one-seven. They lost to Indiana fifty-fifty-two yeah. seventeen, and they lost to the University of New Hampshire twenty-two twelve. So uh, yeah, that's not an FCS team, or not an FBS team. That's an FCS team. Not great. What? No, not good. And and they have not fired their coach yet, correct? Correct. Um, that is that is correct. They have not Somehow. fired their coach. Joining the ranks of joining the ranks of Tennessee, who has not fired their coach. But either. we did get a coach firing this week. Uh, uh, go on. UTEP, right? Correct, correct. And we're we're leading you on forward. You go to Sean Kugler. Who, who did actually make a bowl there, which if you make a bowl at UTEP, I feel like you should get a job somewhere else after they eventually fire you, just instantaneously. Like, oh, you made a bowl at UTEP, done. Should give you another job. Right? Um, and then replaced by UTEP legend, Washington State uh, God, and 
the Alabama coach with the shortest actual tenure, not interim, Mike Price. Well, that term was short because an article was published in Sports Illustrated uh, that, among other things, alleged that Mike Price was, in fact, hanging out in a strip club, had taken, I believe the article alleged that he had taken the stripper home, and at one point said, uh, roll tide, and the response from the dancer was, uh, the tide is rolling. Well, this was an article. Yeah, yeah. Did, did did any of that actually happen? I don't. I I mean, I wasn't there. Yeah, I I wasn't there. Neither was uh, neither was the author, and that's that's actually uh, that's actually kind of a thing because this ended up being a, a First Amendment case, right? And and also having something to do with Alabama Shield Law, right? Because Mike Price sued Sports Illustrated. And Don Yeager, the reporter in question for libel, all right, over that May 2003 article and saying that, that Mike Price had had sex with two dancers he met at a Florida strip club. And I quote, and he originally sued in state court, but SI moved it to federal court. How, how'd that all work out? They ended up settling. They ended up settling for uh, an, unstated, a, an unstated amount because they settled the first time. And then Mike Price and his lawyer started talking about it, violating the confidentiality agreement. So they had to settle a second time. He had sued. <laughs> he had sued Sports Illustrated for um, uh, twenty million dollars, I think. So, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. And he and then he went to UTEP with a bag full of money, right? Mm -hmm. Just went to UTEP with a ton of money. And uh, ended up like, by the way, like if Mike Price doesn't get fired, you eventually don't end up with, with Mike Shula there. Right. And in some ways, this might actually have something to do long term with with Tim Tebow going to Florida, because if you remember, Alabama and Florida were like down to the wire for for Tim Tebow and Shula failed to close the deal. Tebow goes to Florida. So this is all a very, very long way of saying that um, the association between Mike Price and a couple of dancers in an SI article in 2003 Ends up with Florida in the national title in 2006 and 2008. A stripper so named thanks? Destiny, no less. <sighs> it was foretold. How about that? Yeah, yeah. You should have you known, by the way, as an editor, when you title it How He Met His Destiny at a Strip Club. Well, and where was that strip club? Florida. So who's to say this wasn't all rigged? Pensacola, you know what? Florida. You know what? Alabama gets to claim those national championships. That stripper's right given there. name? Yeah. Jim Tebow. <laughs> See the signs, everybody. Connect the dots. I will say this, too. Mike Price, cool, because he let Matt Hayes of the Sporting News at the time sit next to him, just like stand next to him for a whole game. And Mike Price, at one point, there's two art important points from this. One, Mike Price leaned over to matt hayes prior to the game and said please remind me to run the ball cool right which matt hayes did and second that matt at one point price turned to matt hayes and goes what would you do right now <laughs> and matt hayes said i'd take a shot deep and jason gesser threw like a 45 yard <laughs> TD on the so what am i trying to say i'm saying my price is pretty dope and he's yeah. very rich thanks or to illustrate it. So. I think it's that Mike Price has a complicated relationship with the media. That's what I'd like. <laughs> <laughs>
it's, in other words, he's pretty dope. That's what I'm it's saying. Real he's, strong. He's, he's it goes real strong. Just not sure which direction it's going. So to go. long and short, UTEP just got more fun. Right. See, and people say we only yeah. talk about the SEC on this podcast. Look at that. I mean, Look yeah, we did tie it to Alabama and Florida. We did award two more national championships to Alabama. <laughs> but besides that, Louisville plays NC State on Thursday. That was seamless. Look, I did it. Look at that. Now we're talking about the ACC. Just right into it. Yep. Now, now, now we're talking about a Conference USA team and a, uh, a, a, a an AAC team, right? That's right. Yep. Yep. That's that is correct. Yes, not correct. P dance. Take note. Jason's making a chill. <laughs> Louisville. Uh, by the way, this is a bad matchup. Never again. I know. How dare you make a joke on this podcast? Um, the this is another bad matchup for for Louisville. Like any team, anytime I just look at a Louisville game, I'm like, does that other team have a defensive line? Oh yeah, yeah, that's a problem. It's a big problem because they haven't been able to block for Lamar Jackson at all, at all. So Mark can't do it all by himself. This might be kind of interesting. Yeah, in terms of Louisville's opponents, like if you took if you take Louisville's opponents, is NC State one of the three best teams on the schedule? You know, maybe not necessarily, but in terms of teams like designed to attack Louisville's biggest weakness, I have to say so. I mean, like NC State, the defense hasn't been quite as good as expected, but it's still still very talented up front. It is not, I mean, have you looked at Louisville's schedule? It's not that hard to be the third hardest team on the schedule. You're basically in competition with mm, Purdue, Wake Forest, and Kentucky. Yeah, third hardest on the schedule is not not like an amazing accomplishment. It's a bronze medal where several of the competitors dropped out with diarrhea. Buddy, you're running down the Wakey Leaks Bowl right now, so... Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I would uh, I, I would remind you of this that uh, Lamar Jackson has a lot of great stats. Our nation's leader in tackles for losses, that'd be Bradley Chubb of NC State with eleven. Our nation's uh, tied for third or fourth, depending on how you do that. Uh, that'd also be Bradley Chubb. All right, he has five and a half sacks on the year. Uh, you may notice we're in week six. That's that's a whole lot of production from one defensive lineman. So. I want to watch one thing all game long. I want to watch the two of these dudes chasing each other around a telephone pole because that's basically what they're going to be doing. Also, Bradley Tubb, the, the same dude who spat on FSU's midfield logo. And then last week again, yeah. who did NC State play last week? I can't remember. It was a long time ago. Syracuse, I think. I think they yeah, like, held on to right. beat Syracuse. So that game yeah. got real, yeah. real scrappy toward the end. There was a stretch where there were like three personal fouls in the course of like 10 plays. One of them by Bradley Chubb and one of them against the dude blocking Bradley Chubb for an incredible flop by Bradley Chubb where like he oh. hits the deck, yeah. looks up at the ref, sees the flag, and then keeps rolling. Like the same kind of rolling a player would do if a coach is punishing them. Like, he literally looks like he's trying to, like, put out a fire and leave the stadium. But it's all part of the same, like, basically what I'm saying is this dude's awesome. And if he sacks Lamar, he's going to hit the Heisman on him. Yeah, that will happen. Yeah, like, seriously, like, Brazilian national team soccer flop worthy. Like, it was it was majestic. So, in other words, you should really like him. It's fantastic to see a defensive lineman try to get like an obvious yellow or red card. <laughs> Basically, what we're saying is he seems like a real jerk, and we love him. 
Yes. <laughs> this is the Vontae's perfect line where you're like, wow, what a deadly thing to have on the field. He's magnificent. Is, Keep him there. This is also, I mean, if NC State can win this game, then they're going to they're going to enter like the end of October, November. They're going to be highly ranked and we're going to have that very fun playoff conversation a little too early where we're like, well, what about NC State? They're kind of scrappy and they still, you know, have Notre Dame and Clemson on the schedule. Um and then we're going to say, what was that loss again? We'll be like, oh, right, South Carolina. Well, <laughs> huh, what do we do with that? That's interesting. That's a problem. Uh, how, did you, like, how did you do that? Well, I don't know. We got one time-wasting offense on one side, and you got another time-wasting offense on another. And I don't know, a random event happened, and that's how you end up with a random result, like South Carolina beating NC State. I, I think even better will be the majority of people who listen to this on, like, Friday, and they're like – why are they talking about four and two NC State making the playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> they just lost by eleven last night. Yeah, man. Listen, listen, that yeah. wouldn't even be the third dumbest thing we say on this episode. <laughs> I'm confident. Yeah. The um, I'm uh, I'm very fond, by the way, of us of us being able to just be like completely casual about Lamar Jackson, like he's normal, right? Like he's not currently putting up mind blowing stats and being like an insanely talented football player we're just like oh yeah yeah whatever he's he's still there but i think that he's he's thrown, I, I he's thrown for 13 touchdowns. i think that's uh, you know what's always interesting to me is in superhero movies that aren't origin stories there's this suggestion that like oh my god it's batman it's superman it's spider and everybody's like super fucking excited but the reality is if we lived in a world with a superhero we'd all be excited for like a year or two and then we'd all just be like yeah, it's Superman, whatever. I still got to go to work. I mean, he's not that great. So it's not it's not that surprising to me that we're all just sort of like, yeah, Lamar Jackson, he can levitate. But I don't know. How many, you know, can he, is he clutch? Is Superman clutch? This also leads to a separate question I have about why there is not a team, uh, like, a, like a, a group of five team that just like, nope, we're no longer dumb animal name anymore. We're the Batmen. That's our team name now. Somebody should do that. That seems like an easy recruiting win, and you can probably get a good tie-in with DC for it. Hey, man, Ryan, you might think that's illegal, but Ryan's a lawyer. He can he can get you. Right. He can get you that, that license. Yeah, absolutely. I got connections. Nope. the The other day, Ryan, some the other day in a conversation at work, someone said maybe my favorite quote of yours ever and the most shut down full cast legal opinion ever, which was, yeah, Ryan's pretty sure that has the lowest possibility of getting us sued. Huh. The lowest possibility. I don't even know what that's about, so I'm pretty excited. (laughs) I know, that was in reference that was in reference to a logo for a shutdown full cast shirt that was basically stolen from a major corporation. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. uh, Comparatively, that was the one that I felt better. Oh, we out here seizing the means of production and all that? That's right. We're not going to spoil what that what that might be, but yeah, no, I'm yeah, a, I'm well, I'm a good lawyer, and that's why my license is no longer active. That's listen. All the best ones don't even require a license; they just grant it. They're like that guy, he's great. drivers and lawyers. You don't want one with a license. They they care too much about sticking to the meaningless rules, and not just getting out there. You know, you gotta you gotta litigate like and drive by the seat of your pants. Just see what happens. Let me tell you what. Friday Friday's a weird day. Friday is a weird moment because no, skip, I have skip a Friday. Don't watch Sam, Friday. No, Sam. no, no. Bo- Boise State and BYU. I have 
Simmet? Simmet. Okay. Wake up in I'm the morning and weird. see the weird fake punt very, and the weird Hail Mary. That's all you need to know. And the fight. And the, the fight, fight the that fight. happens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like both of the I feel like both of those games are unwatchable twenty seven nine games. <laughs> right, and the difference is, well, no, Memphis isn't one of them, so you could have a fight. Oh in both yeah, games, a cranky Memphis having to go to Connecticut on a short week. Yeah, both these games. I think we can go ahead and just dial up the post right now. Watch the watch these weird punch <laughs> fights and hail marys. Two of them. We have a we have a pre write for this. Sure do. We have a pre write for a fight. I want Memphis because I. I really hope that Memphis, who plays at 7 p.m. Eastern, and Boise State and BYU, who kick at 10.15 p.m., what I hope is that Memphis immediately gets on a plane, makes the fight-ridden end of the Boise State-BYU game, and comes in with the steel chair as the third party to intervene, right? Like, there's a big Boise State-BYU brawl, and it's like, and Memphis out of nowhere! <laughs> Still in their pads, right? Didn't change anything, just rolled onto the field. Memphis from the rafters. We don't even have rafters. Memphis mindset. <laughs> uh, Saturday, what are, what are we looking at early ship? Not bad. I guess. I mean, yeah, Wake, Wake Forest didn't beat Florida State, but at least caused them problems. And, yep. and yeah, maybe they can hang with Clemson for a little while. Um, you got, you Iowa got. State, nope, you're not going to beat Oklahoma. You got. So the one game that has given Penn State any trouble was, so far whatsoever is Iowa. And you got knockoff Iowa. You got Northwestern. Basically the same thing. It's a road game. They like to grunt and punt their way to a six to four victory. So maybe we'll get a nice repeat in, a, in, in, in an infinitely quieter setting. Other than that, noon is. Uh, old, old, I think Georgia Georgia, Georgia Vandy is going to flip script on us, right? This is supposed to be. Ooh, this is when Georgia struggles. They're not struggling with this Vandy team. Yeah, they're going to they're going to put him in a trash compactor early. The only reason they they OK, there is one possibility. Georgia might intentionally struggle with this Vandy team just to make Butch Jones that much more miserable. <laughs> <laughs> just so just so all the Tennessee fans in Nashville can be like, well, shit, even Vandy put up 20 points and was competitive you, heading into the third quarter. You find a way to beat him 40 to one. So. They were exactly one point better than us. God damn it. I, I would like to share this note from the Memphis commercial appeal for Butch Jones. He had to visit the Memphis touchdown club. This is a Jeff Calkins column. This is so sad. He was there. It is very, very sad. Uh, at any other time when the Tennessee coach would be here, there would be hundreds of people, said Jim Reedy, a Tennessee fan. And when he walked into the room, everyone would stand to applaud. There were not hundreds of people. Nobody stood to applaud. The plates of chicken, mashed potatoes, and green beans may have well been a last meal. I needed a little love, so I thought I'd come to West Tennessee, said Jones. <laughs> he was shut out again. <laughs> that's... that's uh, my, there's a note that really drives home everything that should be happening here with, with Butch Jones, and that's when they are having this thing at, where they're reviewing what happened in the game, right? And the Liberty Bowl, they announced the Liberty Bowl's high school player of the week, right? And he, he visited Tennessee on Saturday uh, where they lost to Georgia, and the Liberty Bowl guy... His name is Harold Grader, says, what impressed you? 
And there's a moment between when the young man answers and when the question is asked. And in the silence in between, someone in the crowd goes, Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) I listen. I'm worried that we're going to get a press conference in two, three weeks where Butch Jones lifts up his shirt and reveals that a la Marky Mark in fear, he has scrawled Vols forever on his torso with like, he's like etched it into his skin. And that's the point where we're going to be like, oh boy, all right, time to, time to get him a psychiatric evaluation. It's literally making him crazy. Poor Butch. Poor Butch. Does Tennessee even play this week? They do not. Oh, my God. What a weekend to be of all. You don't have to watch your team play. This is this is the best weekend of Tennessee football. The funniest possible result, by the way, right, is Georgia losing by 20 to Vandy. Oh God. Right? Oh, God. Like, that's. That's the funniest possible result. George, here. Yeah, Georgia losing to twenty by to by twenty to Vandy, and then Derek Mason insisting that he has no interest in the Tennessee job and not taking the Tennessee job. <laughs> <laughs> They're leaving leaving Vandy to take like the Kansas job just, or something. You know, yeah, right? I just I wouldn't leave Vanderbilt to go to a program with less stability and uh, poor resources. Personally, that's what I would not do. The leaves for leaves for South <laughs> Carolina after Muschamp gets the mm, I don't know Kentucky job I don't know sure. <laughs> just cycle sure. them all around one one last point where on earth is the Duke Virginia game blacked out like where on it like it, where Pro- like is it geo is it geo located so that I mean, it won't like probably the fin- play- probably the financial district of New York City ain't a, ain't, ain't, <laughs> let's just say ain't a whole lot of black. Uh, let's go to that uh, three o'clock three shift. Please. If we're looking around, uh, we have homecoming in Florida. Who we got? Oh, that's LSU. Weird how that happened. It's weird. That's gonna be a mean game. It's just gonna be real mean and ugly and shitty. It might be fun. Like this is the first Florida game on on the schedule that I'm like, oh, this one might like be interesting and fun, but it's gonna be very mean. I feel like there's a fight in this game too. This feels like fight ready but, to happen. But unlike the BYU and the Memphis games earlier in the week, this is the one where I'm like, there's a coin flip chance that the fight happens on one sideline within its own. Like, I could absolutely see me like, oh, and Ed Orgeron has picked up a bench and is swinging it at Matt Canada. <laughs> he's He's gone full Hulk on him. You have full autonomy to run this offense. Full autonomy is a bench chair to the head. And on the other sideline, Jim McElwain and his humping shark have clearly had a falling out. (laughs) Shark's not talking to me. I don't know what. He's just not on board. (laughs) My name is Angela. Can you call me by my name, you ass? Angela. Angela the humping shark. Prep yourselves, by the way. Florida's run consistently, right? And gotten and improved marginally on offense. And this is the game where Troy outrushes us, right? Troy will have more rushing yards than Florida has against LSU. Just prep yourself for that because regression regression has been the law so far. So I'll just go with Alternatively, that. Alternatively, it is the game where Danny Etling looks amazing. Yeah, that too. That too. God, 
We're terrible. They, they I, also, you know what? it's the game where Florida sets the record for the most weeks without being shut out ever. Most consistent offense in the history of college football. You just jinx it. LSU is going to win 9-0 now. Most consistent offense in the history of America's oldest sport. Can you believe it? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fake field goal touchdown and a safety. That's how they're getting a 9. <laughs> Um, the good news is you don't have to watch this game at 3.30 because you have two far superior options between West Virginia at TCU, Miami at Florida State. You And, and, and really at 4 o'clock, if Maryland at Ohio State probably will be watchable for, for long stretches, much more so than Rutgers was against the Buckeyes. So you have choices here. You don't have to make one of them the 3.30 CBS game. Nope, and you don't have to watch Oregon State USC. Yeah, don't no. no yeah, don't, don't, don't Oregon do that. State, Oregon State USC. No, you don't don't watch that at all, especially because it's not at night, uh, and it, it's not at Oregon State. That's the only way you should watch that because USC loses that game. But no, the USC's already had their upset. Just pencil them in for a nice rehab game here, and everyone getting completely back on the Sam Darnold wagon in the crowd of people who only know one college quarterback besides Lamar Jackson. And that's Sam Darnold. I, I have one question related to 330. What happened to P.J. Fleck? Like, I know Minnesota's been fine this year. You know, undefeated until they lost that Maryland team last weekend. Um, I just feel like we haven't heard anything out of him or that program. Like, has he gone, has he, like, buttoned it up now that he got a Power 5 job? Is he like, all right, enough with the, enough with the shenanigans. Time to be a grown-up now. I hope that's not the case, but I kind of I'm kind of worried it might be. I don't know. I feel like uh, Fleck versus Brom. That's the that's the Big Ten hipster game of the year, right there. Mm, sure. Like, you you can keep your Ohio State, Michigan. We're 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 talking about we're talking about memes versus versus schematics. This this is the nerd game. What does that make Arkansas at South Carolina? Ooh, that is the opposite. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That's the working man's game. <laughs> the working man's game. That's the that, that's Don't the game for the. <laughs> that's that's the Gen X game of the year. That's just the I don't I don't care. Fucking get it over with. Right. Sure. Sponsored by Monster Energy and Pearl Jam. <laughs> and Pearl Jam. Yeah. This is this is I man. You know, like the quickest. Puerto Rican bond style fall off the map <laughs> this year, right? Just phew, off the cliff uh, is this South Carolina football. Cause remember we were supposed to, we spent a good bit of the off season beating back a low lying brush fire. That was, Hey y'all South Carolina is going to be good. South Carolina is going to be good. South Carolina is good. No, no, that's, that has not been the case. Not one bit. Not at all. I well, mean, they did beat playoff participant NC State. Sure. And they they handled Mizzou fine, and they beat Louisiana Tech. Don't worry about why or how. They they haven't looked terrible in any game. I mean, the Kentucky game, they kind of look a little shitty. But even against A&M on the road, like, they weren't. But there are signs that, I mean, ultimately it's a Will Muschamp team. It always will be. You know, it's sort of like um, it's sort of like a BLT. 
a BLT is always just going to be that. You can be like, oh, the bacon this year is fucking fantastic. Cool. It, is it still a BLT? Okay. I mean, I know what that is, and sometimes I even like it, but it's not going to... We're not out of here winning James Beard Awards with BLTs. BLT's not making a playoff. Man, you try and get Will Muschamp to eat a vegetable, you see how that goes. The T is for turkey, and the okay. L is Lasagna. for... Lo- <laughs> The L is for a little more, little more bacon, please. <laughs> let me let me give you a, let me give you a, a diagnosis and see if this is part of a theme organizationally with the management there. All right, uh, South Carolina having issues along the offensive line, having multiple injuries along the offensive line, not being able to plug those holes with anybody who can stop anything or run block because one of the reasons they've had to be so dependent on Bentley, they cannot move the ball on the ground at all. And if you're a defensive team and you can't move the ball on the ground, uh, guess what? You're just playing punt ping pong for the rest of the game. And that usually leads to losses. Well, this feels like it's a problem for a lot of teams in the SEC right now. Like Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt can't run the ball. I mean, maybe it's just the East. Yeah, it's probably just the East. Never mind. Forget I said it. Just re- remember, most most problems are, is it just the East? This is one of those things, too, by the way, where Arkansas has zero pass rush. They have they have never, like this year, they've never gotten a consistent pass rush. Watch them sack Bentley like eight times in this game. <laughs> and people will be like, man, that Arkansas defense just came alive. They just, turn, they just you know? turned it around. Man, that bear really got after that open dumpster, didn't he? Look at him, just going after it. Yeah, that's... he's so hungry. I can't believe how when hungry think... he is. It's it's confusing because we heard so many good things about Open Dumpster at SEC Media Days. How Open Dumpster never looked. It looked like it was in great shape and was really bonding. A team leader, Open Dumpster was, and yet, oh, yeah, yeah. This is not. It's not a good unit. It's pretty much like the rest of the SEC East in that really only one team has an offensive line. That'd be so far, and that'd be Georgia. Everyone else, you're just kind of shuffling dudes. So, sort of both symptomatic of a management problem and of kind of a problem. Listen, at this point, why doesn't the rest of the SEC East just agree to like do an offensive line timeshare and be like, okay, you know, we have between us, we have two offensive lines, and like, you know, these are the weeks where you get them, and every other week, good luck. So, you you sort of pool your resources a little bit. Right. Is it communism? A little bit. Do we need it? I mean, most of these teams are not getting much to eat anyway. So I mean, what's commun- the harm? communism is cool in the South as long as you call it by a different name. So just call it just call it a you know a scout salary cap or amateurism or whatever. <laughs> Let me just introduce you to another money making opportunity, Alabama football. You take your third team offensive line and then pay a premium for second-team offensive linemen, and you just ran them out on the weekend, oh, right? Just have an app, right? They're like the like, cover band. They're like the traveling Broadway show where you're like, well, yeah, you know, no, you got to go to New York if you want to see the real thing, but hey, coming to uh, coming to Columbia, South Carolina, look at that. It's traveling the Alabama offensive line. <laughs> I was thinking, like, it was basically like lift but for offensive linemen. They're like, well, I don't know. Got a surge price in Columbia, South Carolina. <laughs> I got to go play guard there this weekend. That's going to run you a little bit extra. Just show up. 
Yeah. They could be like, wow, man, we had to pay through the nose for it, right? And think about that. That like double the GDP of the state right there. Worth it. Just boom. Totally worth it. Got that W against Louisiana Tech, y'all. Thanks to Lyft for offensive linemen. <laughs> so, I, uh, they probably just be called Lyft. No, right? it'd be it'd be like, called push, but with uh, two S's and no U. Push with a yeah. push with a Y. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, it's I called push. No, it's push. I have <laughs> I have a request for listeners. If you um, are one of those people who gets who this is this podcast forms the majority of your uh, college football media intake. And yes, we know you people exist. We don't understand why, but we hear about it. I want to know what it's like to this point um, operating under the assumption that Arkansas-South Carolina is the biggest game of week six. How does that feel for you? I, I just I just want you to let us know. But we, we can continue. Hey, hey, prove it's not. <laughs> it might be literally the biggest game. If a base- Prove it's not. Yeah. I think based on head coaches. Can we, since we're talking about listeners, can we digress briefly to do some some thank yous and some ad reads for our, for our generous folks? Oh, we, we we've got a very elaborate one that I need to warm up you, for. So you get started. You get started on that. I'm going to start with this one. Um, well, no, I'm going to start with some shout outs. Uh, amongst the many many donors to our charity drive, we have Lucas Allen, Dan Agabetti, Kenny Kapner, Jordan, and Tiffany Richardson. Thank you all for your extreme generosity, and that's with two X's, because that's how big it was. Um, we appreciate everything you did. Uh, there's, yeah, I think everything on here, there's one we can do without a voice, but everything else requires some voice work. God, y'all are demanding, but it's fine to do. It's fine. I'll, I'll start with this one. Um, this is from Evan. <clears throat> oh, this is the Coach Joe here. Give it a shout out to Jake Kopnick. Jake, thank you for listening to the full cast. I hope you listen to it on the bus going to and from to work. I hope you listen to it on the airplane. You know, they say you got to turn 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 the phone into airplane mode, but that's a lie. I turned I turned it on. The phone's still a phone. Don't turn to a plane at all. That's false advertising. How you going to sell me a transformer with airplane mode that don't even turn into a plane? I I got my lawyer Optimus Prime. Attorney at law, he gonna get you. He gonna sue you real good. I he also negotiated my buyout. That's why it's so sweet. Cause I transform from an interim coach into a coach you want to fire. How'd I do that? That's a good trick, ain't it? Ho ho ho. Wow, Coach O. <laughs> I was gonna say, Coach O. Coach O turns his phone into airboat mode. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Why is there a huge fan? Oh, I'll show you. Right, everything's super loud, so you can hear through the ear protector. Ah. Why do you? Why do you even have that? Oh, that's so I could have the phone to find a gator. The phone is that loud, but you can still hear him just fine. (laughs) Just Cocho's voice at actual volume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spencer, are you ready to do yours? Man, this is so demanding. Come on. We're going to do it, though, because we did it for charity. Okay. And then I'm going to need, like, seriously, I'm going to need, like, a two or three minute break. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to play it. That's fine. And then I'm I'm going to disappear for two or three minutes because you'll need a little, you'll need some tea with honey after this. You'll need a big bowl of chili after this. Uh, (laughs) I need a big bowl of chili. Can't remember anything. Okay. This this, this Uh, was requested by uh, at Jacket Dan on Twitter. Yep. 
Yep, and what he requested was, in exchange for his very generous donation, he would like me to sing Up With the White and Gold, the fight song for Georgia Tech. He would like me to sing it in Alex Jones' voice. Okay? Now, it won't be singing. It won't exactly be Alex Jones. But I'm going to try it. Okay? Hopefully with the fight song playing along behind it. Oh, wow. Okay? I believe in you. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna try it. I need to make sure I have everything rigged up here. Yeah, okay, yeah. This so. is this, the technical aspects are the most important of this podcast. We don't get anything wrong. So here we go. You'll just be able to hear it in the background just a little bit while I yell. Okay. So now it's. The white and gold, down with the red and black. Torn attack is out for a victory. We'll drop our battle axe on Georgia's head. Goblins, when we meet her, our team will surely beat her. Turn hold on, Georgia's farm. There'll be no sound when our bow comes to the air. When the battle is over, Georgia's team will be found with the yellow jackets swarming round. You globalist sons of bitches! <laughs> <laughs> oh man that was beautiful that was wonderful <laughs> yeah this was a this was a tough one because it's it's impossible to even imagine alex jones singing all he does is scream <laughs> like even the national anthem even the national anthem i don't think he could do oh <sighs> you okay Ooh. buddy yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go get some water. Okay, I'll get be you right a big back. bowl. Jason, get get you get Jason. you some uh, dehydrated um, man manhood capsules. Just dunk those in some um, some defluoridated uh, hydrogen capsules. All of this available at Alex at, at infowars.com slash store. store. <laughs> <laughs> um, Infowars is not a sponsor of the shutdown forecast. Oh God. Oops. Let's see. Um. We got a couple more here. Either of these, well, one of these I have to do, I guess. All right, All right. I'm off the hook. All right. Well, uh, first, Ryan Prochuk uh, would like to confirm that Wisconsin drunk exists on the spectrum, and it doesn't wear off until Wednesday. Yeah, I Wisconsin drunk is is Wazoo drunk probably is the like furthest from resting state to peak drunk. It's like the 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 it's the airplane that you're like whoa we went up to forty thousand feet and then we landed. Wisconsin drunk is more like, yeah I live on a mountain and sometimes I take a helicopter to go up even higher. But like I'm always I'm always very above sea level. Let me make that clear. In this case, sea level is a zero point zero blood alcohol content level. You're never there, Wisconsin. You'll never go back. They'll never take you back to sobriety. They can't. <laughs> Um, and then this is from Blanks, longtime EDSBS commenter, Twitter ne'er do well. And this is this allows us to get back into game previews. Um, because at seven thirty, the Michigan Wolverines, who who decided to take last week off because every gentleman needs rest from his pursuits, no need to be playing constantly. Must attend to my many minds and other businesses of investment. We'll play our most reviled rivals, the Michigan State Spartans, a team 
named after a bunch of Greek failures. Interesting. Interesting choice of mascot. We are named after a mighty beast that is allowed into restaurants with or without pants, as we are because we own the restaurant. But you, <coughs> you, Michigan State, do you even know what a restaurant is? I suspect you just stumble into a grocery store, just start eating some jerky. It seems like you're steez, as you might say. Maybe you are worried about this game looking in Michigan's quarterback situation, I assure you. Michigan quarterback is the only form of monarchy still alive in the United States. We have a succession plan. We will find a young Spanish boy who is part of the lineage. He's Chad Henney's illicit stepson. He will start at quarterback and lead us to victory. <laughs> oh, man. Those mongrels at Michigan State, they don't know what they're in for. Um, what, oh man, what, what among the evening games intrigues you most, Jason? Hmm. Um, well, so first of all, we should note that we're trying a new recording method, which is me using some phone app. Therefore, I'm walking around in the backyard and not looking at the schedule. But let right. me try and call it to mind from memory. All right, the... uh, here, here. I'll, I'll throw some at you. You tell me if you want to talk about it or not, okay? I'm going to help you. Okay. Alabama, Alabama at Texas A&M, 715. Oh, no, no, no. Next. No. Okay. All right. Um, Virginia Tech at Boston College, 715. Next. I'm just, these are, these are, I'm, I'm looking these off, waiting for a good pitch. Wisconsin at Nebraska, 8 o'clock. <sighs> I mean, maybe. If 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 okay. if if Nebraska decides to participate, but if you give okay. Wisconsin like one turnover, that game's over. Okay. Washington State at Oregon, eight o'clock. Yes. Yes. Okay. There's. I'm okay. swinging at that one. So this, this game, right. you got Washington State is emerging as a true Pac-12 North contender, um, facing their first road game of the year. It is October, their first road game of the year. Um, Oregon, we don't really know what to make of yet, but looking, looking pretty good overall. Um, and if you go by the win projections for the season as a whole, this could end up being the most important game of the week, since both of these teams are projected about 8-4, and 9-3, meaning the winner, you know, has like an outside shot at a, say, a New Year's Six bid. So, you know, th- th- this could end up being a, a, a pretty important game in the long run, and it should be, uh, you know, pretty wild and pointsy and all that. What will finish first? That game at eight, or Stanford at Utah at ten fifteen? Oh yeah, I like Stanford Utah as a late game just because it, we won't be up all that late. The pack, the Pac twelve's Big Ten game of the year. If you instead decide to go with your late game of Cal Washington, just start making breakfast. You will. It, it's just easier yeah. at that point. You're you're up with us. You're up all night to watch Pac-12. That's what's happening. I would point out Oregon. Uh, Oregon does have one little wrinkle, um, which is that Justin Herbert has a broken collarbone and is out for quite a while at a quarterback spot. So so against a, a not bad, not bad at all. They pressured Sam Darnold plenty. Washington State defense. Yeah, that, that might be might be a little bit of an issue. Yeah, this does not feel like where Wazoo will 
veer off course. Probably. Yeah, it's 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 a nice little challenge though. Yeah, Wazoo's due for a nice streak of luck in their favor, yeah. right? After just I don't know more than a decade plus of the opposite of that. So sure, take take an injury stricken Ducks team if you have to play them in Eugene. Take it, run with it. Well, they won't run, but they they will throw all over it. We also that's true. Now, what's tough is that we have at in these slots we have like rivalry games of sorts that have kind of been one-sided as of late. And of course I'm talking about Kansas State at Texas. Oh, Texas. <laughs> oh my. You got to like if Texas doesn't win this game against a Kansas State team that looks fine but is definitely not in anywhere near the best of Bill Snyder's tenure. Uh, it's it's going to it's going to start to turn pretty quick. Yeah, uh, after after Bill Snyder's long dominion over Texas, not just the Longhorns, but the entire state, if this is his last year and he goes out beating Texas, what, two years in a row, however many times in the last five, ten years? I mean, that's, that's one of those things that's, you know, never forget Bill Snyder went whatever and whatever against Texas. You, you, well, this, you got to try and end that. the problem. Texas, if you lose to Kansas State, here are your next four games. Uh, Oklahoma at the State Fair. Home against Oklahoma State. At Baylor. So good on you for that one. And at TCU. This is, oh boy. Even after that, like, you play West Virginia on the road near the end of the year. You play a surprisingly feisty Texas Tech team to end the season the road to bowl eligibility right now for a two-win Texas team, it's it's very slippery. It's very, very slippery if they, if they don't beat this Kansas State team. If they get that win, it feels like, okay, they can get to six. If they don't, mm, ah, who wants – you know what? Tom Herman's a family man, and the holidays are about seeing your family anyway. Why would you want to go to some dusty bowl game? This is better for you. He just cares about you. He cares about you having a better relationship with your dad. This will give you more time to pick out a, the perfect Christmas present for him. What are you going to get him? Uh, Hopefully not a season highlight DVD. Can I can I ask you to pick the game that you think will have the most combined points between the two teams? Uh, are we of any games of any game this weekend? I'm just letting you loose. Early, mid, late schedule, Thursday night game, whatever. I have because I have a suspect. And it's a glaring one, and I don't know if anyone else has an answer that could rival it. Because everyone might go, oh, yeah, that TCU game. Nope, 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 nope. Um, that's not my pick. What would you What would you pick? Well, I, Wazoo, Oregon was interesting until the quarterback injury. Um, Cal, Washington is a little bit interesting, but Cal's been better on defense than they have been in the past. And Washington, I mean, Washington did give up a lot of points to Rutgers, so... There's that. I don't know. What do you what do you got in mind here? Last year these two teams met. Oh no, I missed 20- it. Oh, there it is. You missed it. And at a in a noon game at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the Syracuse Orange and the Pittsburgh Panthers combined for 137 points in a 61 
76 pit win, which you're not going. By the way, that was regulation. That's not OT. They did that in regulation. There were 47 points scored in the fourth quarter. Good God. So I just think with dynamics having gotten even looser on the defensive side for the Pittsburgh Panthers, Syracuse probably improving a little bit overall in terms of efficiency on offense. I don't think you're looking at anything different, right? Pitt may not score as many points. They're not as good on offense as they were, but but, but Syracuse might on. Syracuse might score more. So yeah, yeah. So that would be my pick overall for uh, the over of all overs this weekend. The other one, um, I mean, this is a little bit lopsided, but I can see UCF Cincinnati going that way. Um, and that's really just a way to talk shit about Cincinnati because, yeah, y'all, uh, y'all got lit up by Marshall. That's a thing that happened. You are not looking great this year, Cincy. Uh, and UCF is pretty well put together right now. So because it's a combined score, yeah, you know what? 65 to 14, that's a pretty high combo, isn't it? Good God. That's amazing. I would also say look for uh, our friends at East Carolina. Oh, man, you know what will get your defense back on track? Because East Carolina's like got a legendarily bad defense. They're giving up like 50 points a game this year. They've already fired their defensive coordinator. Uh, you know who they face this year, this week? Temple. Yeah, that'll, that'll we'll have that oh, right boy. up. Temple's going to run loose on you for 20 points. That might be Woo! the worst game of the yeah. year so far. Hold on. There's there's a lot of candidates for that. You calm down. I don't there's know. There's a lot of candidates. I don't but know. you know what? Your bookmark I, Illinois, Iowa might Illinois, Iowa, I'm really hoping that you guys are right and that we get some sort of epic five, two and a half game. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna watch I'm not gonna watch that game. Not one bit. I like uh I, I really like San Diego State as as our like closeout team of the year. It feels like every week of the season so far they've won like a Big Ten West game or an SEC East game um, that like goes down to the wire and it's like fourteen to twelve. Like you, you got twenty four seventeen. That's yeah, the score it, for every San Diego like, State game. Yeah. <laughs> if if you averaged out every football game ever, the final score that you got, which is probably like you know twenty four eighteen or something, that's every San Diego State game, and you have that up against Pac twelve after dark, and that's how we close out every single Saturday. How did Missouri-Kentucky get a night game slot? That way no one would have to see it. 